Your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's show, we are going to do a little bit of recap on Winnipeg versus the Ottawa Senators in preseason action. Of course, a couple of you have probably seen the game. I know a lot of folks don't really care about the preseason, but this is always a really good opportunity for folks who maybe want to see some young prospects, maybe check out some of the AHL in-betweeners who have been kind of plying their trade with a moose for a while. Maybe some of these guys have potential for NHL duty. This is always a really good chance to tune up before the regular season, and certainly we saw a couple of interesting players last night that I think really put themselves in conversations for NHL duty either farther down the road or even as soon as sometime this season, because let's be honest, the Jets often go through very big injury spats, and of course Winnipeg is going to have to rely heavily on their depth either from the farm or even from some of their prospect ranks. We'll talk about the game in general first, though. Uh, This wasn't really a a fantastic outing. I feel like the opening first period was pretty rough. You could tell a lot of the guys were pretty rusty, and I think it really showed on the ice. The defense was pretty helter-skelter. Even Vili Heinola, who's usually very calm and assured, looked a little bit chaotic and spastic out there. Uh, Brendan Dillon, I thought, was... Well, he was in, like, off-season form, I would say. Kind of rough, not really surprised. Uh, Pionk was much the same way. I just think a lot of guys were really struggling to get back to their game shape, at least for the first period. As time wore on, though, guys started getting calmer and calmer. You know, uh, Winnipeg's passes and and certainly their defensive reads were getting a lot better. In general, once the second period kind of took off and the Jets started to take over, Winnipeg was more or less fine for most of the game. The only issue with Winnipeg was that they couldn't really score as many goals as they were looking for, uh, owing partly to Ottawa's defense and and certainly the goaltending, but also just because it felt like there weren't really that many elite finishers in this particular lineup. But then the Jets kind of got bit with uh, poor goaltending of their own. Unfortunately, I don't really think Eric Comrie is going to be the world's best backup. As much as I'm rooting for the kid and I really hope that he does shine this year, I just feel like what we saw last night was kind of emblematic of what we'll expect to see this year, which, you know, on the low danger stuff and on a couple of nice little deflections and whatnot, I thought Comrie was fine. He dealt with it pretty capably, but I think where it gets a little bit questionable is when you start facing shots that are maybe unscreened from sharper angles. I felt like a couple of the goals last night that he suffered were shots that most NHL keepers are not really going to struggle with. I know the Fermentin shot was pretty decent, but I don't know. It's just not the kind of situation where I look at that and I think, yeah, you know, most backups are allowing those in and you kind of give Comrie a pass. I don't really feel like that's the case. And for the Jets, it seems like This might be Comrie's last chance to really earn an NHL role, and I feel like the performance so far, it's not leaning favorably in his uh, his case. Now, don't get me wrong. He wasn't the reason the Jets lost last night. I feel like in general it was just that somehow Ottawa's goaltending was actually pretty stout, and it felt like 
on a couple of mistakes the Jets got bit. I mean, again, these are lineups that are not super serious, and I don't think the Jets were really in game-ready game shape, I would say. But all the same, it was kind of funny that the Jets actually lost twice. Uh, it went to overtime, and Shane Pinto ended up kind of walking Pierre-Luc Dubois on a back check and scored a pretty nifty goal. And then the Jets, of course, lost in a subsequent shootout. Now you may be wondering, why is there a shootout? Well, for some reason, the NHL decided that preseason games, regardless of the score, would have a shootout anyway. So we got a double loss, which I've never seen before. Um, interesting result. I'll say that in terms of the overall game, I wasn't really displeased with it. I thought that there were some really good signs from some of the players. Uh, a couple of them I'll talk about in a little bit more detail later, just because... I feel like some of them really deserve standout mentions, but in terms of like some of the veteran players that I thought had good nights, I thought uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois at times looked much brighter than last year. I felt like his positioning was better, he was taking good shots, his passes were on point, his vision was there. In general, this is just more of what I want from him. I feel like when he's allowed to work down low and find his line mates, he's a lot more effective, right? The only thing that was a little bit odd for me was when he was on the power play, for some reason they put him on the right face-off circle, and Christian Veselainen below the goal line. For me, that arrangement doesn't really make sense because Veselainen is actually much more the shootery type, and, and Pierre-Luc Dubois doesn't really one-time stuff, right? Veselainen is your key trigger man on the power play, so I don't really know why they tried that. PLD is much better at passing, uh, especially cross-slot and cross-seam passes, maybe looking for Veselainen on the opposite flank. I don't know if this was something that they just practiced to try it out and see what would happen, but either way, I didn't really feel like it panned out all that much. I know that PLD did actually have a goal on the power play, but that one was, well, quite honestly, in his office, right? He was sort of spun around and turning as Harkins found him right in front of the goalie, and that's sort of where PLD makes his money. He's not really a guy who shoots from distance, and I feel like it showed because half the time, he wasn't even getting those one-timers off. So... I think if the Jets actually have some like more serious power play stuff, I imagine PLD will be back to his like goal mouth area. He's really not a guy who I would expect to be shooting from distance, most certainly not from the right faceoff circle. Dylan was also good once he settled in as well. I thought Brendan made a number of really good checks. I felt like his positioning was good to dispossess opposing puck carriers. He had some good zone exits in general. I just thought his game was very clean. He made the right reads. You know, it's exactly what the Jets brought him in for, right? You're looking for a guy who calms Winnipeg's blue line down, somebody who can negotiate a lot of the trickier passes, and occasionally carry the puck through the neutral zone, which the Jets don't really have a lot of mobility on their back end to do that. So Dylan, he is a welcome change of pace, and probably one of Winnipeg's better performers on the night. Cop, I thought, was decent. He was getting himself in the right positions in front of the goaltending. I, I thought that he had a couple of really good, basically, goal line stops that Unfortunately for him, he got so close to scoring, but somehow either Gustafson blocked it or he just maybe mishit the shot a little bit. Nothing really to be too concerned about. We know that Cop is one of those guys who will grind on the forecheck and look for really dirty, greasy goals, but otherwise, a nice competent performance from him. I would expect more of the same. Um, and then I also thought Riley Nash, as far as veterans were concerned, I thought Nash looked good. He had a nice shorthanded opportunity that I thought he might actually pot with a two-on-one. I forget who it was with. It might have been with Veselainen or something, or maybe Cop. But either way, Nash really looked pretty much like he was a Jet for a long time. I didn't think he looked out of place. He seems comfortable. So another savvy signing, and I think he'll have a pretty good career on Winnipeg's fourth line. But of course, y'all don't really care about the veterans. You want to know about the new arrivals. And we'll talk about arrivals on both sides of the puck in just a moment. 
Before then though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why DirecTV is your best choice for all your TV needs. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Sounds complicated, doesn't it? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get all of your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can catch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Stop wasting time and space looking for all of your favorite shows and get it all in one place. Get all the content you need and crave in one place with DirecTV Stream. Get started today. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Find out more at directtv.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are taking a look at Winnipeg versus Ottawa. I spoiled the game already a little bit, telling you that Winnipeg lost twice in the same game. Thanks to having an extra shootout that was forced no matter what, Winnipeg lost in overtime, and then they were defeated in the shootout, but no one really cares about shootouts, right? This is mostly just bonus hockey. You kind of hope that maybe the Jets would have a couple of good shooters. Funny enough, all of the really good shooters that the Jets had, they didn't really turn to. I mean, we even saw Neil Pionk taking a shootout chance, which actually Pionk's effort was pretty good. The other shootout attempts, other than Cole Perfetti, though, not so great. Now, speaking of Cole Perfetti, I think he really deserves talking about because I feel like on the evening, when it came to players that I was really impressed by, I thought Shane Pinto was good from Ottawa, but from the Jets' side, the one who really jumped off the page for me was Cole Perfetti. Every time Perfetti touched the puck, I just felt like the Jets were immediately more dangerous. Cole's vision, his skating, his ability to navigate between defenders, his deception, his shooting, his passing... I don't know. This guy, every time I watch him, I just feel like he's a superstar in the making. I know that I've raved about him before. I think he's a phenomenal prospect, but seriously, since his time with the Moose, he really looks like a pro player, and I feel like it'd be crazy for him not to at least get a couple of games this year. Even Mike Johnson on last night's broadcast was saying, you know, if he's not on the power play, it means that he's not getting called up this year out of the Moose, right? But it's crazy that Perfetti has this much skill and this much scoring potential, and for some reason, because of his age, the Jets feel like he's not really ready yet. And I know that Paul Maurice kind of joked about the age being a factor in his decision-making with his roster, but it tends to be the case, right? He always favors veterans. And to a degree, I understand that. Experience, maturity, uh, composure under pressure, all of this stuff is really important, and guys who are veterans and have been through it before, they're the ones who are more capable of navigating that stuff when you're in really tight margins, and you can't, you really can't afford a mistake. But For me, the Jets have a lot of guys who make mistakes anyways. The veterans are often the ones that are making mistakes, and it's it's kind of led to a couple of years where the Jets' forwards haven't really been as good as they used to be, right? Perfetti, for me, is like the booster shot that this team needs, and I feel like you can deploy him in so many different situations. With how Winnipeg will be coached, I would imagine that he only gets a few minutes a night anyways, so him going down to the Moose and getting top six time, it's not the worst, But I'm also not really thrilled with the prospect of the Jets needing to make the most of their window right now and not turning to one of their most bright, brightest stars, really. Every time Perfetti was on the ice, I just felt like he was trying plays and creating lanes that no one else was seeing. In fact, his passes and stuff were so good that at times his teammates weren't even prepared for them because half the time he was in spaces and threading needles that no one would even think to attempt. And yet Perfetti not only attempted it, but had his linemates actually been looking for it, 
would have been successful. One of his cheekiest plays came towards the end of the game, and I don't know who he passed it to, but he basically drifted across the very top of the slot, towards the middle. Uh, he had like two defenders baited towards him, and he just sort of stutter-stepped a little bit, and then ripped this pass way down low, right between the defenders, to somebody right below the goal line, and it created a really high-danger scoring chance that, quite honestly, was almost tipped for a goal. It's one of the best plays that I've seen a Jets forward make in preseason so far, which I know it's only one game in, but... Even by that standard, I mean, this is just a sensational play, and it's a really high IQ opportunity that no one else but Perfetti could make. The only person that really comes to mind in terms of creativity and skill that we've seen play in a Jets uniform like Perfetti is probably Nikolai Ehlers, and even then I think Perfetti might even be a step above. Perfetti is just way too smart. He sees things before anybody else does, and I feel like his, his vision and his positioning and spatial awareness are at such a high level that his skating, which actually looks faster than it was last year, any of those mobility concerns are basically null and void. He's really smart. He's actually decently physical. He'll throw himself into forechecks and, and physical battles pretty routinely, and sometimes he'll actually force turnovers. But this is a kid who's fearless, and I feel like he is very much somebody who's ready to take the next step and start getting some NHL time. I know that people will say, well, you don't want to burn his ELC, but the Jets don't have a very long window for competitiveness. If they want to win a cup, they need to cash their chips in. That's what Schmidt and Dylan were brought in for. There's no time for them to wait. They need to start pushing their chips in and get some of these young guns into the lineup who can really help and move this team forward. Even though Cole didn't get a ton of ice time last night, I felt like every time he was on the ice, good things happened. I was really impressed with this game, and it just makes me think that down the road, he really is our future number one forward. I would almost argue that he might be the most purely talented player the Jets have ever drafted. Which, I know that the franchise has been around for relatively a short time period compared to most other teams, but even by that standard, right, like 10 to 11 years of drafting, this kid just seems to stand out from the pack. The only other players who I could say were on his level are like Shifley and Ehlers, maybe even Line, but I honestly think Perfetti might be smarter than all of them, and that's not really a knock on those players, it's just that Cole is just... I'd almost call him a genius when it comes to the, the puck and really understanding space on the ice. He could do stuff that really high-end elite centers who are maybe less physically inclined, but certainly more tactically aware, would attempt, right? His vision and his passing and stuff, just next level. I think he's got Superstar written all over him, and I cannot wait to see him hit the ice for the Jets in regular season and playoff games. I think he's the kind of player that every Jets fan in the world is going to have a jersey with his name on the back. He's that good. I've talked at length about Perfetti because I felt like he was absolutely one of the standouts last night, but there were a couple of other players that I thought actually deserve a good mention, and I'll talk about those guys in just a moment. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about why Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. When it comes to protein bars, a lot of us are probably familiar with the dry, desiccated husks of protein bars most people just sort of wolf down either for a snack or for a pre-workout supplement, but do we even enjoy eating them? Most of them are really dry and nasty. If you're tired of garbage protein bars, I highly recommend switching to Built Bars. They're the only protein bars that are more like a candy bar, with a soft, chewy interior and a 100% chocolate exterior. They come in several delicious flavors like Cherry barcia, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, German Chocolate, and so much more. If you can't decide on a single flavor, be sure to check out their variety box, which gives you a great sampling of all of their top flavors so you can find your favorite and order more. As good as Built Bars taste, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 
and they're packed with a punch with 17 to 18 grams of protein. To place your order, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello friends, welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out my thoughts on our preseason game against Ottawa with some final thoughts on some of Winnipeg's new arrivals. So I talked about Brendan Dillon and Cole Perfetti. Uh, Dillon, of course, was very good. I thought Perfetti was outstanding. But some of the names that really caught me by surprise included Evgeny Svechnikov and Jonathan Kovacevic. Now, Kovacevic, he's been somebody in Winnipeg's system for the past couple of years. I was honestly eager to see him get, like, a role at some point in a third pairing spot. I'm a bit surprised Winnipeg hasn't really given him an audition because I feel like he has size, he's got physicality, he's got a great shot, and he's a right-handed D, which the Jets don't have a ton of. He's also pretty good in transition, and he displays some of the puck handling and transition ability that somebody like Tucker Pullman did, but in in general, I tend to think Kovacevic is a little bit smarter and a little bit more effective at it. Whereas Pullman really struggled when it came to decision-making under pressure, I think Kovacevic might be a little bit better equipped to handle that stuff. And because he's on the taller and more physically imposing side, I feel like he's the kind of player that Paul Maurice would actually use. So I thought last night he had a pretty okay game. It wasn't like sparkling by any means, but if you're looking for like a quality third-pairing right-handed defender, Kovacevic might be the guy. You could even give him some power play time because it was one thing he did really well when he was with the Moose. Lots of back-end quarterbacking. I thought his shooting below the face-off circles was pretty effective, and he's a very mobile back-end guy. So I thought he might get a shot. His preseason showing so far pretty decent. We'll see if he kind of sticks around, and if maybe he can challenge Logan Stanley for one of those last third-pairing spots. Evgeny Svechnikov was the name that I also circled because I thought Evgeny was really active and mobile. He had a great shot, a couple of really good shooting attempts that, honestly, if we were facing a weaker goalie, probably would have gone in. Um, I thought his positioning was good. He seemed to be in the offensive spots at the right times. He had good chemistry with his line mates, which is kind of funny because he probably hasn't practiced with them a whole lot. But, you know, he looks like a real bonafide pro player. And it's it's been a shame that his career has kind of been derailed by injuries over the past few years. Because from what I saw last night, he looks like a genuine NHLer. And I feel like there's a slot for him if he can actually maintain his level of performance throughout the preseason And most importantly, just stay healthy. That's been the biggest thing holding him back from being truly a a great player is his health. But if he can kind of work on that and get back into an NHL or pro level rhythm, yeah, I mean, there's a genuine player there who I think could be a really nice scoring addition. You know, he was very active. I thought he had good positioning. He's pretty fast and mobile. And I feel like he brings a little bit more versatility to that bottom six than what we have right now. The Jets don't have a lot of scoring punch on lines 3 and 4, so if Svechnikov can find a way to carve out a role for this team, I think that'd be fantastic. In terms of a a guy that I was hoping for a little bit more, but partly uh, not his fault because of his usage, even still I felt like Christian Veselainen for me was a little bit quiet last night, and I feel like the way that he was being used really didn't suit his skill sets as much. I'd like to see him given somebody like Pierre-Luc Dubois and maybe another skilled passer somewhere, maybe a Nikolai Ehlers or something. If you actually give him people who can feed him, especially uh, somebody who's as smart, positionally speaking, as he is, he'll show off some really good shooting ability, and he's not uh, hes not particularly slow, right? So he could be somebody who's effective at creating space out wide. I also thought David Gustafson had himself a pretty nice night. You know, Gus has always been one of my favorite center prospects, 
For some reason, the Jets haven't really given him a long run out with Winnipeg, but after the maturity that he's shown in between the last couple of years and now, I feel like he's ready for that next step, and if he can challenge for a fourth-line spot, Winnipeg is going to have a really good third and fourth-line unit. It's already okay as is, but Gustafson, I think he's got genuine middle six to top six potential, and it'd be nice for him to finally get a run-in with his team and prove that he has loads of untapped potential, including some really offensive skill sets that I think, if you give him actual shooters to work with, he will reward you with a lot of points. He's strong on the puck, his vision and passing are good, he's very stable, I just think he does all of the details right, and it's something that if Gustafson is actually used correctly, he could be one of Winnipeg's best players. We'll see how much more ice time he gets throughout the preseason, but if he actually starts to feature pretty regularly, I hope that he would, you know, get one of these fourth-line spots because he brings a lot to the Jets that Winnipeg frankly needs. I'd love to know who you thought stood out for you during the preseason game. I know some people will probably say CJ Cease. I thought CJ was pretty solid. Uh, again, he's probably at the stage of his career where, for the most part, he'd be filtering in for, like, maybe, like, a fourth-line role, but otherwise he'll be with the Moose. Uh, other than that, you know, I'd be curious to know what you think. Maybe there were some standout performers that you think I missed. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is going to do it. Before you log off, don't forget to check out one of our other great podcasts, Locked on Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!